May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. When I was little, I really did not like the Gospel of John, particularly this beginning. I mean, how do you start a gospel with no birth of a baby, no shepherds, no stars, no manger, no Bethlehem, no Mary? I mean, what kind of a gospel is this? And yet, as I grew older, I came to truly appreciate this gospel and and came to love it for a, a, a number of reasons. One is, in this beginning, John doesn't give us the birth of Christ. He does not give us my Christmas morning. But he does something that maybe is even more profound. He points us to the very beginning. If you think of the first words in our Bible, it is in the beginning. And John reminds us that this Christ whom we worship didn't suddenly appear in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, but rather that this Christ was there at the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And think back to those creation stories, because when we hear of God creating the world, it is through God's Word. And God said, let us separate the water from the land. And God said, let us separate the light from the darkness. And God said, let creatures come forth from the ocean and from the land. And God said, let us create human beings in our image. God's word, God's word is what created this world. God's word is what created us. And so John is reminding us that this, this Christ, whom we say we are members of his body is the very word of God from before time, now, and evermore. So for me, this rooting of our faith, this teaching us where our faith comes from, from the very beginning, from God and God's very word. So that's the first thing I I, I love about this. The second is this light that has come into the world and the darkness cannot overcome the light. And it has been so important to me to hold on to this lesson in many, many ways. So I am somebody with a propensity to depression. And there have been times in my life when it has been a struggle just to get out of bed that I've had to think of a reason why I should stop the day, come up 
with something that, you know, it's been seven days. Maybe a shower would not be a bad idea. <laughs> to make me leave my bed. And this gospel, this, the light shines and the darkness cannot overcome it. So even in those darkest times, I have been able to hold on to this truth, that God has sent God's light into the world, and no matter how depressed I am, no matter how dark my life seems, I know that God's light is shining. And my depression cannot hide that light. And in the same way, growing up under apartheid, that there were times when looking at South Africa, I could not believe that the system would ever end. When peaceful protest was met with soldiers' automatic weapons, when leaders, political and clergy, were arrested, when we heard over and over of people dying in detention, when those who were released would tell us of the torture they had experienced, I thought, when, how is this ever going to end? And this gospel, this gospel said to me that no system of oppression, no government, no one group of people can put in place a darkness that can cover God's light. That this light will stand no matter what happens in the world. That God's light cannot be overcome by darkness. And so even now as we are in a time of mass confusion in our country as the government has been shut down, as we ask ourselves what is going to happen, we can hold on to this truth that no darkness can overcome the light of God. And as I was preparing for this sermon this week, I received a message from friends in Nashville that a friend's 18-year-old son was murdered on Christmas morning. And I didn't know what could I possibly say to a mother whose child has been murdered on Christmas Day, the day before his birthday. What do you say? And I said, I have no words, but 
I am holding a light for you in my heart, for you and for all your family. And I know that there are many of us holding God's light for you in our hearts, hoping that that conveys to you the larger light that is God's love for you that cannot be obscured, cannot be overcome by any darkness, not even the darkness of the death of a loved one. That light shines in our world no matter what. And the third thing that I loved about this gospel is there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. And I love that because that is God's commission to each one of us, to be the ones who testify to the light in our world, whether we are testifying to the light against systems of oppression, whether we are testifying to the light around people's sadness, whether we are testifying to the light about hope in dark times. But that is who we are called to be, to be those who testify to the light for the world. I remember when I was about 10 or 11, there was the dean of Johannesburg at that time, whose name was Gonville French Beater. And when I, were, when I first heard of him, it was that this, this dean who had come to South Africa from England had been arrested by the South African police and had been held and was held in solitary confinement. And then when they released him, they deported him. And that name just always stuck with me, French Beater. I mean, I just, it just sounds like a really sexy name, right? French Beater. I mean, really. But I, I, I always, I remembered that name, and then I forgot that name until I went to, to do graduate work in, in London. And while I was there, I had one of my depressive epi episodes and went to see the chaplain at, at London School of Economics where I was a student. And, um, and he said to me, he gave me a book, and it was a book by... Gonville French Peter. And he said, this book, I give it to you because I think that you have something in common with, with this person. And apart from having been in South Africa, Gonville French Peter was also someone who suffered from depression. And the book is called A Glimpse of Glory. And he talks about the many times that he has been given a glimpse of glory. 
usually the glimpse of the glory of God through the work of some other members of the body of Christ. And he talks about how each of us is a reflection of God, how each of us is part of a mirror that reflects the image of God, that each of us is a different facet of this mirror, and that we reflect to one another God's light, and that the time will come when all the facets of the mirror come together in the way that God had first envisioned, that we come together as one magnificent mirror that will then not reflect simply a glimpse of glory, but will reflect to God the fullness of God's love, that will reflect back to God the amazing image that is indeed God's glory in the world. And the light came into the world and darkness could not obscure the light. Amen.